Every life journey comes with a challenge. Our inability to juggle our personal, financial, and personal lives could derail us from achieving our optimum selves. How can we become more decisive? Hi, my name is Dr. Jeffrey T. Evans. With the several degrees in healthcare and business management that I have attained over the years, I realize an important lesson. Preparation is key. Chances for success in finishing a journey would be greatly enhanced if the trials and tribulations of the journey were known before the journey began. In my book, Considering the Journey, I highlighted some of the most important lessons for success. Welcome to Journey 2, the podcast that brings important insights before you make those important decisions. Come with me as we uncover those secrets. Come and join me in Journey 2, the podcast. Well, I'd like to welcome you back to my second podcast. As you join me on my journey in podcasting, this is the second time I've got a chance to do this. Uh, I'm very new to it, as I mentioned to you before. Um, but what I'm going to do is start talking firstly, first about my book, Considering the Journey, One Doctor's Perspective. That was a decision that I made to embark on because it was a challenge. It was something that I had never done before. I had seen other people do it. For some reason, I thought I could do it too. So I went ahead and I stepped out there. I started writing, started thinking about what I wanted to put together on paper. What was the message I wanted to get across to people? One of the things that I always did when I used to, when I was in the Navy, I used to teach classes. And I used to always think of how could I get this class to understand the end result? And that's because when I went to a class, I was confused. I would sit in a class sometimes and I would wonder, where are we going with this? So I always wanted to make sure I knew what the end result was. What what was the game plan? What was the vision? And how was I going to get there? So in considering the journey, that is the things that I, I examine. Those are things that I look at in my book so that you can get a, a kind of a, a, a 30,000 foot view to understand where is it that you started, where are you going, and how you plan on getting there. So let me talk a little bit about my book. I'll give you a little rundown of what the book is about. It's a small book, about 126 pages. Short book, short read. You could probably read it in two sittings. And that was the, that was the intent. I didn't want a big book that where you read it and uh, you put it down for a week, read a little bit more, put it down for a week, and then you forgot what you read. I, I can't do that. So I make sure I, <clears throat> I wrote a book that you could sit down in one sitting, maybe an hour, and finish the, the whole book, take the whole book in, and get the concept, where did you start off and where did you end? So in considering a journey, let me talk a little bit about that. I've been asked many times about what to consider if I want to go back to school for a PhD or a doctorate degree. So I decided to write the book <clears throat> about my experience to help those try and answer that question. Inspired by a doctoral support group that I am a part of, I decided to write a section to help motivate those going through the program to help to keep pushing. The cohort basically was people that were working on their PhD or their doctorate degree and it was designed to give people a little motivation to push them through. There's a <clears throat> section of people or a group of people that we in the doctoral world call ABD. That means that all but dissertation. You've done everything, all the academic work, but you haven't finished your dissertation yet. And sometimes you need motivation to get through that, that phase or that section of the uh, program. And so the cohort group was designed to talk to those those students, help them through, encourage them, and give them positive feedback so they can keep on pushing through. The doctor journey is not something that should be entered into too lightly. 
It can both be very expensive and very time consuming, and it must be understood before the commitment is made to begin. Chances for success in finishing the journey would be greatly enhanced if the trials and tribulations of the journey were known before the journey began. When I started my journey, there was very little resources out there to tell me what to expect. I didn't have a lot of friends that had PhDs or, or doctorate degrees. I wasn't really in tune with people that were going to school for, for degrees like that. Uh, I didn't do a lot of research personally, so I want this book to provide those that are prospective candidates for doctoral programs or PhD programs, give them a, some, a bird's eye view or give them a guide as to what to expect, what they need to know before they sign on that dotted line and before they start the program. So why begin the journey? <clears throat> Everyone has their own reasons for, for why they want to do something like that. It could be a personal goal, a career goal, educational goal, family goal. <clears throat> You've heard family goal, people saying, I'm the first one in my family to come up with this degree. Uh, to, or to go to college or something along those lines, and you might want to be the first person to get a doctorate degree or just to do it. Uh, for me, honestly, it was part of it was just do it, just see if I could. I hadn't gone that far in the academic world. Obviously, I had a master's degree, but I wanted to see was I capable of, of pushing myself through a degree regiment like a, a doctorate degree or a PhD and see if I could finish. I was 52 years old when I started. Most 52-year-olds are trying to figure out how to reduce their handicap on a golf course or game planning for what retirement is going to look like or looking for that next promotion. For me, it was uh, I had already done 30 years in the military, and I had done uh, a couple years with the uh, GS, with the government service, uh, civilian government service. So I was looking for something new. I was looking for a new goal. It wasn't uh, a career thing. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, a goal for my job or anything like that. But it was definitely a personal goal, and I honestly just wanted to see if I was capable of doing something like that. Um, whatever reason you choose to enter a program, there's one attribute that this reason must have. It must be able to motivate you when the going gets tough. You may have to depend on this reason to keep you going. There's going to be a many a night working on a doctorate or a PhD that you're going to ask yourself, why am I doing this? It's going to be 11 o'clock at night. You're dead tired. You got to get up for work tomorrow, but you got to answer some questions before you go to bed. You got to make sure this, all the posting is done on time or you start losing points. So somewhere deep down inside you, you got to ask yourself, why did I do this and how do I keep going? So whatever you choose to motivate you to go into a program like this, that's what you got to that's what you got to concentrate on. You got to concentrate on what is it that is going to keep you going when it going gets tough. And believe me, uh, it's going to get tough. It took me six and six about six years to finish mine. I've heard people doing it in four. I think that's I don't know. It's kind of crazy for me, but I did it in the six. And uh, and there was nights when, like I said, I I asked myself, I'm, I don't even know why I'm doing this. Uh, I mentioned in my last podcast that when I had finished my dissertation before I had it completely uh, approved, uh, I felt like I was done because I fulfilled the requirement. Now, if they're going to check it over and find errors in it. That's okay. But I finished it and I was happy that I finished it. And part of that was my conscience to tell me, don't do anymore. I was I was burned out. I was dead tired. I was I was exhausted from the, uh, the rigors of, of this program and I didn't want to go any further. But my motivation was, again, can I do this? <clears throat> can I show myself or can I show the world or whatever it was? Can I do this? 
my personal goal in my doctorate program was when I started, I wanted to finish it before my mother closed her eyes for the last time. And my mom is 30 years older than me. I was 52 when I started. That made her 82. And uh, she thought I was crazy. She said, are you crazy going back to school? There's, why would you go back to school at your age? But she always preached to me as I was growing up about education, about getting as much education as you could. She said, you know, you can go to jail, but they can't take your education away from you. You know, so I looked at that and that was that was my motivation. I wanted to be sure that I could show her that her little boy can go out there and get a doctorate degree, a Ph.D., and uh, and I can do it before she uh, closed her eyes for the last time. Thank God I, I was able to accomplish that goal. Uh, she was, I think, 86. No, she yeah, she was 88 when I finished. She came to my graduation. She was in a wheelchair, but she was there and she saw it. And that was that was the thing that kept me going through times when I didn't want to go any further. So things that you got to consider on this journey not just your motivation. That's the main thing, I believe. But cons the considerations you need to look at is financial. Uh, where's that money going to come from? This uh, a course in a PhD program when I went through school cost about $2,500 a course. I have no idea what it's at right now. It's probably higher. I'm quite sure it's higher than that. Second consideration would be time management. Time management is very, very, very important because they tell you before you start these programs that you're going to need to study for about 25 to 30 hours a week. So if you factor all that in, there's 168 hours in a week as it is, you're going to spend 40 of them or 45 at work. Uh, you're going to spend another um, 40 sleeping. Um, I don't know, you're a little bit more than that maybe. But you're looking at getting off of work. For me, it was getting home at five o'clock, eating dinner, and from six to 10 every night. That was four hours a night. I would put in seven days a week. Uh, you know, do the math. Um, I ran out of hours a couple times. You know, it's, it was it's not it's not hard to run out of hours because there's not a lot of hours in a week. But that was a big thing. Time management was extremely important because you still have a life to live. You still have work to do. You still have things you know that you want to do. But in a program like this, uh, I talked about in my last podcast, there's not much time for a social. There's not much time for a recreation. It's it's all books, books and, and work and very little family life, which takes me to my next consideration, family and personal life. So family life could be hectic. Um, it could be very hectic because sometimes your spouse or your, your uh, significant other just does not understand why you have to study so much just doesn't understand why you need to spend so much time in the books when they might want to go do something. They might get tired of you know, feel lonely. Or if, if you have a, a wife or a husband that watches the kids while you're studying, they might get tired of watching the kids. There's a lot of things you're going to have to juggle to, uh, to get your spouse or your significant other to understand the importance of why you can't participate in things that the family's doing or the, you know, your group of people are doing, your friends or whatever. So, that's a real important consideration. Uh, another one would be career. Um, what's it going to do for your career? It's, it's kind of interesting because some of the people that I worked around thought that when I got my degree and they put doctor for my name, they were going to give me an extra, another $50,000 a year. Well, I hate to tell you this, but that's not true. You're not going to get $50,000 more a year because you have a, a PhD. And the reasoning behind that is, and that's not in every, that's not 100%. That's not in every case. But the reasoning behind that is is a position description that you you have for your job basically 
tells what your level of education should be in in order for you to hold that job. If your position description says a bachelor's degree or or more, associate's degree or more, or master's degree, you throw a doctorate in there and a PhD, and chances are your employer is probably not going to say, well, I'm not going to give any more money because I can hire somebody with a less degree. So don't make that a career goal in terms of financials. But look at it as maybe that's something that can help you in the progression of your job to move up in the, in the organization that you're in. Uh, another thing to consider is your ambition. I say ambition because uh, you don't want to get into this knee deep into it and then decide that you're not ambitious enough to keep going because you, you've, you've spent a lot of money up to a certain point. Uh, I've got a couple friends out there right now that finished their degrees and they're still paying a lot of money for those degrees and still owe a lot of money for those degrees. So you got to be ambitious enough to, to justify the reason why you're in it and ambitious enough to continue rolling when, when the tough, when rolling, when, when the, when the going gets tough and other consideration will be your reasons. I talked a little bit about that a little earlier. What reasons are you in this program for? Why did you choose a doctorate program? Doctorate program is something that um, you know, it's, it's not for the light at heart. So let me go into a little bit more deeper. Financially, funds for school can come from many different sources. It could be government programs, work programs, uh, student loans, out-of-pocket, your parents, you know, inheritance, whatever. But it's going to be there. It's going to be a bill and it's going to have to get paid somehow. Regardless of where it comes from, the program is expensive and you have to determine if it is worth this amount of money to you. Also, you have to account for unexpected expenses like residencies and outside help on your dissertation. For me, I had to attend uh, three residencies at the school, which I lived about six hours if I drove away from. And that was a plane ticket. That was a hotel. That was food. That was uh, a return ticket, obviously. A couple of days in a hotel and uh, and dinner or breakfast, whichever. So I incurred a couple of expenses on the side there. It wasn't that bad. Um, luckily, I like to go to 7-Eleven and get a cup of coffee. <clears throat> it didn't take me a lot of money to um, to uh, uh, go to my residencies. But those are things you got to look at. Uh, and also your dissertation. You may have someone come in and do a professional edit on your dissertation for you. Or you may pay somebody to help you do your research. Uh, your research method may require some expertise from outside, and you may have to hire somebody to do that for you, to crunch the numbers for you if you're doing qualitative. Or excuse me, quantitative. Um, but either way, you need to... Uh, you need to uh, account for uh, extra expenses if, if, if the event that happens. Time management, again, is very important because you have to figure out how to get all your assignments done if you are working, if you're a working student and if you have other priorities that require your time. The dissertation process is totally different type of time management. You're on your own and have to design a schedule that keeps you on track from start to finish. And I'll talk a little bit about that. And then in the second book that I published in 2023, I added a chapter about the dissertation process. And I'll talk a little bit about that when I get to that section. A family and personal life, again, a lot of consideration has to go into this area. Family must be aware of the time commitment involved. You might understand why you have, can't participate in family activities while you're in school. Personal life activities will take a back seat to your studies as you get more involved in this program. You must establish your priority and persevere early to accomplish this goal. 
You need to understand how to prioritize it, how to persevere, how to keep going when you don't want to or when someone else doesn't want you to. So those are things to think about. As far as your career, again, could be the same as uh, as family in a sense. If you work in a stressful job that takes a lot of your time, this could be a showstopper. Career is important. It should be high on the list when considering the journey. This degree might enhance your career status. In this case, it's a great motivator. Uh, again, ambition. We talked. I talked a little bit about ambition. I like to say that this is the part of your makeup, a part of who you are. Ambition is the drive within you that steers you in the direction to success. Do your research and figure out the way to accomplish the goals that your ambition is driving you towards. And your reasons, again, your reasons why. Whatever your reason is, be sure that it is strong enough for you to fall back on when doubt sets in. This level of degree is like no other. and requires you to dig deep down inside yourself to keep going when it seems that there is no end in sight. And this will happen. It's your reason and you have to stick to it to accomplish your goal. Nobody else's reason but yours. So let's talk about my my story a little bit, okay? Uh, I have a section there that talks a little bit about my background and how I got into it. So I, I honestly had no idea what I was getting myself into. No research, no conversations with those that were in programs or anyone who had finished the program. I went in totally, totally cold. I've had an ambition and drive to challenge the things I didn't think I could do all my life. So I saw this as nothing different than that. And that was part of the main reason why I jumped into it. My motivation uh, for a program like this had to come from inside. You have to have the desire to succeed and something to push you when the times are tough. Structured classes are easy, are the easy part for most of us. But the dissertation phase takes self-discipline and personal drive to keep on track to finish the journey. Here's some of my tips uh, for, for getting through. Leave your ego at the door. Okay, I, I've heard people say, why? Well, I got 4.0 in my master's degree and I'm smart and blah, blah, blah. Well, you might be smart, but uh, they don't care. <laughs> you still got to get through this program. Don't stress out about deadlines. Uh, I say that only because I think that if you if you give yourself a, a artificial deadline and you don't match, you don't meet that deadline, which is very common in the dissertation process, you may give yourself a lot of stress that you really don't need. You may be stressing yourself out for no reason at all. So I would say deadlines are okay, but don't stress out about them. Uh, you do, you'll have deadlines with your academic side, though, when you got to get papers done, you got to get uh, assignments done, you got to get posts done, things like that. But as far as your dissertation is concerned, you're on your own at that point. You, you don't, there's no more teachers beating you up about getting this in before 10 o'clock tonight or whatever. It's going to be you and the computer deciding on when you're going to sit in front of that computer and, and write or do your research, whatever. So be careful about the deadlines. And that, that's that's debatable. So don't 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 uh, don't say, well, Dr. Evans said don't don't worry about deadline, because I've heard people say to me, no, that's that's not I, I wouldn't preach that because, you know, you're never going to get done if you don't have, if you don't have a deadline. I, I didn't impose any. Negative deadline. I mean, excuse me, I didn't impose any deadlines on myself personally because I didn't want to stress myself out. Um, <clears throat> here's another one. Don't try to boil the ocean. You know, you're you went through your driving process when you started off. You had to get a permit. You drove around with somebody sitting in the car with you for a while. One day you took that bold step. You went down the DMV. You were nervous, biting your fingernails, and you had to drive around the corner with a DMV person in the car with you. He told you to do a, a parallel park. You were nervous again. 
And then after you parallel park, you had to go out on the highway. You were nervous then. And, uh, and you, you know, it, it was, it was, it was nerve wracking. So you got your license and you went crazy. You went crazy that night. You start speeding, you start doing all this. So, so the, the point I'm trying to make is don't try to boil the ocean. Just get a little scoop of water out of the ocean and take that home and boil it. Okay. A dissertation is huge. And a dissertation in a sense is a, a permit to drive. Okay. So t think of it like that. Uh, don't try to, write your dissertation that the whole world is going to see that you did something new and you came out with a new idea. That's not about what you're trying to get through. Just pick a small portion of what it is you're trying to write about. Write about it. Do as much research about it as you can. Put it into your, your research methods and finish your dissertation. Get it over with. Get it done. Okay. Try not to, try not to, uh, like I said, write the, uh, don't, don't try to write the Bible. Okay. It's already been written. Um, I used to tell people when I, I used to, at the cohort, I would talk to them. I say, you know, you start off with a car, that's your picture and you end up with a boat. And I say that, uh, because when I started my dissertation, I think I changed my problem statement 10, ten times. I changed my topic 10 times. I came up with my, my dissertation, what I was going to write about, honestly, at a luncheon with my cousin and her husband. No one, and I wasn't thinking even about it. I was just on vacation visiting the family. And my cousin and husband, we got to talking about what I was doing in my dissertation. He threw a suggestion out there in between bites of a hamburger. And when I uh, when I heard it, I said, wow, that makes sense. So I had been, I had been beating myself up about getting a topic together for, uh, it must have been six months. And in just that short period of time, boom. My cousin steps in, gives me an idea. I write about it. It's it's published now. So I start off with a car, like I said, but it looked like a boat when I finished. Okay. Another tip: be humble and finish. Do not argue with your committee. You're gonna when you go to your dissertation, you're gonna have a chair, what we call a chair, which is the head of your committee, and you're gonna have two or three committee members depending on the requirements of the school. Don't argue with them. If your chair comes out and says, "Well, you know," uh, uh, JT or Jeff Evans, you know, you need to change this and change that. You may not want to, but I can guarantee you, if you do, the, the ride will be a little smoother. Your committee members are going to come out and they're going to have corrections on your dissertation. You're going to have four corrections per, per page, or excuse me, per paragraph. And two committee members are going to disagree with each other and tell you that you need to do it this way. And the way I resolved it, I would take it to my chair. My chair would say, do it the way I tell you to do it. So it's humble. You got to be very humble. The the object of your program is to finish your program, not to argue with your committee. I have a friend of mine who decided to argue about almost every point in their dissertation, and they got done, but it took them a long time. And at the end, you know, they they even looked to me and said, "You know, you were right." So just be humble and finish. Get done. Get get your permit so you can so you can get out there and drive. Just hurry up and get it done. Next, next bit of advice is a little bit tied into that one. It says, and I say, listen to advice. Listen to people. Don't be so fast to tell them what you're doing. Listen to what they say. Listen to what, what, what other people are saying. Like I said, I was in between bites of a hamburger and my, my uh, cousin's husband said to me, why don't you do this? And I said, wow, that's a good idea. <clears throat> Instead of you know, sticking my chest out saying, well, I'm a doctorate student. I'm going to school right now. No, I wasn't about it. We were just sitting out having a good time. He threw a suggestion at me and it ended up being what I wrote my dissertation on. So, you know, just just 
listen to advice, listen to your chair. And going a little bit back on being humble, uh, I did disagree with my chair on one thing. I did win the argument, but I have to be honest with you, I was nervous in in bringing it up and arguing about it, but I was adamant about it. I, I, I really believed in what had happened in my dissertation and actually it happened in the results section and I wanted to publish it. I wanted to write about it. I didn't want to just tuck it away and say, you know, okay, it's not like that, but in actuality it is. My last bit of advice is don't give up. Do not give up. You get into your program, you get into writing that dissertation, keep going. If it takes you every day, just sit down in front of your computer for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Keep on going. A lot of people get in the dissertation phase. They get, they, they're gung-ho at, at first. They get beat up on chapter one. They get beat up on chapter two. They get burned out. They got to go to a, a dissertation for, uh, uh, defense. They get kicked back and they say, you know, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I, I have several friends of mine in that cohort that that happened to, and they're ready to just throw it away because they couldn't, <clears throat> they couldn't take the, the uh, criticism or, or like I said, it's mind boggling when it, when it comes at you. So you got to don't give up. Whatever you do, don't give up. And like I said, if it takes you 15 minutes a day, sit down for those 15 minutes a day, do your research, write two sentences, three sentences, whatever, but don't ever shove it away and say, okay, I'm not working on this for a week. I guarantee you in a week, you're not going to want to work on it. Okay. So you got to do it. So if you want something that you've never had, then you've got to do something you've never done. You got to go out there and get it, y'all. Don't don't give up, okay? Do not give up. Okay, uh, persevering to finish this goal is an accomplishment that will last with you for the rest of your life. They're going to call you Dr. Blah Blah for the rest of your life. It is very challenging and it's not easy for a reason. Give it all you got and never, never, never give up. The doctor title, excuse me, the title doctor is waiting for you at the finish line. So get moving and don't stop. Do not stop. So consider the journey. It goes into more detail about the considerations that should be examined when pursuing a, a, a doctorate degree or PhD. The book is my story to give the prospective candidate the inside look at what to do to expect before signing on a dotted line. And hopefully my doctoral journey will help others that make the decision to begin the program. Uh, the book is a... It was a challenge to see if I can do it. Um, so far, promoting it has been come along pretty good. You go up on Amazon, type in the, the, the title, you're going to come up with it. Uh, it's in ebook form. It's in uh, paperback. It's hardback. Um, I think there's an audio book that's being worked on right now. But it's a it's a it's a truly life changing experience. It's one that uh, is going to beat you up. It's going to take you to your limits. It's going to make you examine yourself. It tells a lot about yourself. It, it, it tells you a lot about yourself. Um, it's not for everybody. It's It can be, uh, let's see, what, how, how can I put it? it it's, a, it's, a tough, it's a tough journey and it's made tough on purpose. If it wasn't tough, everybody in the, everybody in the, would have a, a doctor's degree. You'd walk down the street and everybody would be named doctor such and such. But it's made tough on purpose so that not everybody can get through, and those that do will deserve it. Those that, excuse me, those that do will earn it. Is what I should say. And if you earn it, then uh, there's a there's a there's a reward for it at the end. Um, in the book, I do talk about 
uh, what you need to do or what you could do with a doctorate uh, degree in your, your personal life and in your career. I'm getting near the end of the, my time limit for my second podcast, so I'm going to save that for the next podcast. In the next podcast, I'm going to talk about the what, the when, the why, the where, and the who. I'll talk about the uh, five W's that you normally do in any project that you that you that you pursue and we'll discuss that a little bit further in that podcast i hope you learned something from this hope you get a chance to read the book if you ever get a chance um and i hope that uh this podcast can generate some questions that maybe we can start doing some uh um question and answers or or uh if you can communicate with me some you know through my website uh dr it's drjtevans.com and you can send me questions through that. And uh, so that's pretty much wraps up my second podcast. I want to thank everyone that took the time to sit down and listen to it. I hope you got something from it. Um, you know, I'm just uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a novice at this and I'm learning. Uh, I'm learning as I go. So everybody out there have a very good night. I hope you learn something from this or a good day. And uh, I'm signing off and. Take care, and I'll be talking to you at my next podcast. Dr. Evans, out. Follow Journey 2 Podcast with Dr. Jeffrey T. Evans on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Get a copy of the book Considering the Journey through Amazon and other digital channels worldwide. Or visit www.drjtevans.com.